0: Welcome to the New Books Network. Good day. Welcome to Arguing History, a podcast channel of the New Books Network. My name is Dr. Charles Cotillo of the Royal Historical Society. I'm a host on the channel. And today we are pleased and indeed honored to have with us Master Historian Jeremy Black. Professor Black is Professor Emeritus of History at Exeter University and is one of the leading military historians in in the field today. And indeed, today we are discussing the Ukrainian war from a military historian's perspective. Welcome, Professor Black. Hello. Professor, were you at all surprised by the outbreak of the war in Ukraine?
1: No, I think the outbreak of the war was not at all surprising. There had been extensive intelligence material released to the public uh, showing Uh, Russian preparations, and there was no reason to be surprised by this action.
0: What aspects of the war have surprised you so far?
1: I think it's interesting that what was clearly a prepared offensive was prepared so poorly.
0: Why has the Russian army's performance been so subpar so far?
1: I think they didn't understand the range and scale of the likely opposition, and I think that they um, were, how should one put it, I think that they had very poor logistics, I think that they would were envisaging a repetition of the successes they'd had in Georgia and in Crimea, and that was a very poor extrapolation.
0: And uh, what about the Syrian war, or the I should say the Russians, armies, and air force in particular intervention in that war?
1: Well, in the Syrian war, there was not a quick resolution, So, and it was a different war. I mean, it showed, as indeed the Russians did when they uh, used um, very lethal methods against Grozny in the Chechen war. It was more of an attritional conflict. I think what he envisaged was a... Um, a uh, very quick resolution, rather like the Crimea one, and that simply did not occur.
0: He being uh, Vladimir Putin.
1: Vladimir Putin, yes, Vladimir Putin.
0: Uh, why has the Ukrainian army's performance been so much better than what commentators predicted prior to the outbreak of the war?
1: Well, I think the Ukrainians have benefited from strong resolution, adhesion, uh, an understanding of their own terrain, uh, a very resourceful use of the available weaponry they have, and indeed also of course the availability of foreign supplies.
0: Has the war's progress so far put paid to the heavily, to heavy, heavily, I'm sorry, to heavy reliance on aircraft in future conflicts?
1: I'm not so sure of that. I mean, in a sense, you could argue drones are a form of aircraft and that aircraft are changing. Um, I think that, in a sense, what's interesting is the fusion of differing technologies, Um, I think classically here, with artillery and drones forming a ground-air coordination, uh, which is really very impressive.
0: Would it be true to say that heavy artillery has been an important variable in this conflict?
1: Heavy artillery has been very important, not just heavy, but also its range and the extent to which, through drone reconnaissance, you can actually have have, um, its usage um, uh, accurate in targeting.
0: Uh, How important has logistics been to the conflict so far?
1: Poor Russian logistics has been very significant. Ukraine's ability to draw on weaponry and ammunition supplied from outside its borders has been very significant. Um, The Ukrainians obviously are suffering from Russian attacks on their logistical system, not least in terms of um, the... um, the um, you know um, the energy supplies but i think that the as it were the situation for the um, ukrainians is not as dire as would have happened if they'd been left exposed to attack on their own
0: how important has morale on each side been in in this conflict so far
1: Morale has been very important for Ukraine. We don't know very much about Russian morale, and we don't know very much about how far there is a tipping point or how far the Russians just grind on. It's clearly a different war to the Great Fatherland War, so-called, against Nazi Germany. Uh, but on the other hand, Russians are um, not dependent or reliant on providing the absolute mass mobilization seen from 1941 to 1945.
0: Is the Russian usage of drones and missiles to attack and destroy Ukrainian infrastructure a potential game-changer in this conflict? And what, if anything, can the Ukrainians do about it?
1: Well, I mean, the Russian anti-societal warfare can be extraordinarily effective, and that has been seen very clearly in um, the case of... um, Uh, as you referred to earlier, in Syria. If they're going to extrapolate the Syrian model onto Ukraine, then Ukraine is in real difficulties. On the other hand, Ukraine has, as a sovereign state with allies, has access to uh, support and weapon transfers that were not open to the Syrian rebels.
0: Over the past weekend, the Financial Times had a piece on the so-called lessons of the Ukrainian war. Chief among them being that, quote, big war is back. Do you agree?
1: I think it's much more important to see what happens in East Asia. I think the possibility of conflict between China and Taiwan or between China and the United States over Taiwan or between North and South Korea is going to be far more indicative of what might be the case of state-to-state warfare. But in the case of Russia-Ukraine, what one can see very clearly is the failure of deterrence, the uh, the failure of planning, Um, and also the uh, ability and willingness of two sides to go on fighting and the difficulty of arranging a a, uh, compromise.
0: Do you think in retrospect that the Western powers, NATO, etc., have been at fault in not um, um, supplying and assisting Ukraine in sufficient amounts after 2014, to have given a greater degree of a deterrence factor in the thinking of putin
1: yes i think you're absolutely right there i mean in hindsight of course hindsight's easy but as you will recall there was a big debate in the mid 2000s um the united states under president george w bush wanted ukraine and georgia into nato britain supported them france and germany were opposed i think it would have created a effective deterrence on russian action um, and I think we are seeing the consequences of that failure.
0: What is the most important aspect of this conflict that you believe will influence subsequent wars in the future, and particularly, I suppose, well, though, any potential war over the over Taiwan? Well, I think
1: what one has seen very clearly is the weakness of deterrence, which in effect, unfortunately, is going to encourage more people, probably, to think of prophylactic conflict or prophylactic uh, action. So that, I think, is dangerous. I mean, it is the very weakness of multilateral deterrence which has emerged clearly, and that, I think, is an enormous problem. Uh,
0: Would you say that there is any a particular weapon which this conflict has brought uh, to prominence that will be a potential game-changer in the future um,
1: no I think drones were already prominent I don't think there's been a revolution in weaponry I think the existing potential has been shown more clearly
0: on that observation, I would like to thank you very much, Professor Black, for being so kind as to speak with us today. This is Charles Cotillo. You've been listening to Arguing History, a podcast channel on New Books Network. Thank you, Professor Black, very, very much.
1: Thank you.